You ready? Yep. How about you? Yep. Start it up. Yeah, so we made it to story time. Here we are, Alex. Are you sure you're ready for this? Have I you listened? Yeah, I'm ready. Have you listened to any of the story time yes. segments? So yeah. you kind of know what you're getting. It's going to be kind of a question and answer thing. Sure. We, we, when the podcast was born, started out story time. So if if you know any of our questions lead down a story, please you know elaborate. Hit us with it. It'd be nice. So Will do. Um, so we're going to go all around the room, kind of just randomly hit it. If you have a rebuttal question, please by all means. So. Hayden's going to get the first one. All right, so how often do you help others, and who and how? I mean, it depends on, like, what scale we're talking about. You know, like, being a father and a husband, I feel like you do things every day to help out. Um, if we're talking to, like, bigger scale, I mean, working with, you know, Extra Life and the, children, the Children's Hospital Charity. That's and stuff. more what I was thinking, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we do, I try to do things, little stuff behind the scenes, you know, reaching out, um, talking to people. You know, I try to do something like that at least once a week. Um, sometimes more often, and then we usually do like a big event, like once a month. Um, so yeah. So uh, elaborate more on what on what that is. Like, extra life. Yeah. yeah oh, okay, life. we're gonna go there now. Um, so extra life is a charity organization I'm involved with um, that's affiliated with Children's Miracle Network Hospitals, which East Tennessee Children's Hospital is one of those. Okay. And I'm part of the guild. Um, we have a Knoxville guild. We actually just formed last year. And it's really cool. We actually oh, so this is a the, your video game thing yeah. is what this is through. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. That's um, extra life. I get it. Extra life. Oh, yeah, there's the pun. The mushroom. Okay. Um, I'm part of the local guild, but the bigger premise is if you think about it, like a 5K, like a charity 5K. You know, there's all these walks for cancer and stuff, or to benefit hospitals. It's like that, but instead of running or walking, you play video games. Okay. Hmm. So a lot of people do like 24 hours, and a lot of streamers do it and things like that. That's um, what I was about to ask. So these you would play, and you would be streaming on like Twitch or something like that? You don't or? have to. Uh, a lot of people do, and there's like big events, um, like National Games Day, like the day that Extra Life officially takes place is November 5th. But it's really cool. It's super flexible. So basically, as a guild, our mission, and there's, there's six or seven of us at this point that are really active on the... Um, secretary that we've got three positions of leadership i did the vice presidency last year our job as a guild is to get raise awareness about extra life and to get people to sign up okay and so you know that's our pitch is a uh, play games heal kids is our pitch so <laughs> what a better way right. we're targeting people <laughs> that play games video games any it can be any kind of game so you know our basic pitch is this is like a charity 5k you know you sign up and by signing up we're asking you to Go get your friends, your families, your coworkers to pledge money to you. And then you can say, hey, I'm going to play a 24-hour video game stream. Or, hey, I'm going to play eight hours, three days, or four hours. It can be however you want to do it. But it's basically just an excuse to say, hey, guys, I'm going to play games to help raise money for the kids. And then all the money goes to whatever Children's Miracle Network hospital you choose, which is really cool because you can choose Tennessee, East Tennessee Children's, and all the money stays local. Well, that's even better. It's not getting shipped off to some big... Thing where some CEOs taking their cut? No, no, it's a hundred percent. The money goes there, and so um, yeah, it's it's a really good cause, especially if people are going to be playing games anyway. I mean, you're basically, hey, I'm going to be playing video games. All I got to do is tell a few people about this and raise money. Um, I said we do a big event about once a month. We did um, Fanboy Expo, like oh, the Knoxville yeah. Comic Con. Mm-hmm. It was last weekend, and uh, uh, who was there? Uh, Brent Spiner was there, and Gene Simmons was there. Yeah, um, Kevin Sorbo. Hercules. Nice. Oh, okay. yeah, Kevin nice. Sorbo. Really? Gene Simmons was actually walking around just talking and taking pictures of people even after his panel just for free. He was like cool as hell. Hmm. Um, huh. Amy Jo Johnson, Pink Ranger was there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Brown. <laughs> I had seen something on the internet at one of the, because of course that's a, she goes around a, a bunch of them, uh, that she like threw on the pink suit. Oh, one. yeah. she. I, I think she embraces it. I mean, what else did like... You know, that I don't know what else she's done, but she'll be the Pink Ranger forever. Oh, oh yeah. Green Ranger was there, too. He is like, have you seen him? Yeah, we talked about him with Jared. Mm-hmm. He's like mm-hmm. huge and tattooed up and crazy martial arts guy, like MMA. Um, but anyway, we did Extra Life. Uh, we had a booth at 
fanboy and you know basically we're just standing out there trying to get people's attention we have an xbox set up we had pac-man going people stop and play the game or we just talk to them hey you guys like games here's the way you can help kill hill kid not kill kids oh my god right hill kids just by playing games um and the math kind of works out like every person that signs up ends up averaging it ends up being a hundred dollars for the hospital because each person that participates raises an average of two hundred dollars, but mm-hmm. only half the people that sign up participate. So we mm-hmm. got forty signups last weekend. So basically, that ends up being four thousand dollars for the hospital. Wow! Nice. So it, I mean, it just little things like that. So we're just we're trying to, yeah. That's as far as helping people. That's that's what, probably so, the biggest thing that I try to do. So maybe this is an idea, or how does this work out? Is this something like maybe you could also go to children's and like roll in a little tv and an xbox and play video games with a kid or something like that Would we've that... had some stuff like uh, we've we've taken tours of the hospital um some of us have gone through and uh just to try to stay grounded in what it what it's really for right, right? um i didn't get to make it to the last one but you know if if we kind of lost focus or uh don't you know just just tying that to it like here's a kid that needs help like this is why you're doing this this is the motivation um and there's a lot of stuff that goes on within the hospital like they get um cosplayers you know people dress up like batman superman they do all kinds of awesome stuff they Um, do all kinds of stuff um you know i heard the term extra life before you came in and sat down and so i looked it up and when i saw the children's miracle network down at the bottom of it it kind of touched a special spot with me um my older brother my oldest brother uh, was born with a brain tumor um he actually passed away in 2007 but he was a, a recipient of something from the children's miracle network from kansas, kansas city a children's mercy hospital in kansas city way back in the early 90s um he was granted a wish it was the make a wish foundation that partnered with the children's miracle network i don't even know if they called it then that back then um but I know they call it that now. Um, and anyway, he was granted a wish, and it was one of two things. Either he could meet his idol, Stevie Wonder, or he could take his family to Disney World. And he chose to take us to Disney World. And this was when I was like, gosh, it was in the 80s. I was only six wow. or seven years old. Hmm. So it would have been like 88 or 89. Um, and he got to go you know, on like local news and all that. Um, and to see that they're doing things as innovative and as creative as something like this. Uh, with video games and the technology that we have uh, to raise money because every dollar counts you know my brother wasn't supposed to live past the age of six and he lived until he was 29 years old 29 years old now did that trip to florida did that give him an extra 20 years of life no but it definitely made him happy and it definitely gave him hope and all of those things that the reasons why they have the children's miracle network and the reasons why they have organizations like what you stand for so uh, it's very honorable what you do 100 percent. well and it's i think it's easy for me because you know delaney has arthritis and she i firsthand saw how wonderful they are um you know as a kid having to take her and you know she's getting the best care obviously but it also is like the way that they interact with kids like they at those hospitals they know how to interact with kids not just give them the best care but in a way that you know it might be something awful or it might be something uncomfortable but it's going to be the best that it can be you know they have those commercials on tv about children's hospital here in tennessee about that's kind of like little quirky goofy commercials about how the doctors do stuff yeah. like that and it's so true it's, they just bring mm. stuff like if they're taking blood they bring stuff for the to distract them to play with and just like the the way that they talk to them like they know how to deal with kids mm-hmm. um and that that makes it great and like i said she she got great care and she's doing great now and uh you know one of the other than just being specialized for kids and and taking great care of them and everything um there's no there's no you can't afford good care like they take anybody right and that's the big thing with children's miracle network is just because you your your parents don't have a lot of money or something you're not gonna be refused treatment right so and that that's huge um so yeah i mean it's, it's a good cause and if anybody is more interested in checking out extra life um you can just go to extralife.org you can get all the information there, and then um, you can choose to sign up and make your own donation page. It's super easy. You can just give the URL to your friends and family to your donation page, and they can just go straight on there with a you know debit credit card and pledge money to you. And like I said, you can pick your own local hospital, and it just all stays here, and it's super easy to do. That's, I think you're uh, you equating it to like a 5K and stuff like that is a, a really very good example. 
very good example. So even if you're not involved in um, <clears throat> video games as much, what's the easiest way for you to participate with Extra Life as far as donating? I mean, you sponsor can, you can somebody. Just, or, yeah, you can sponsor somebody. Anyone. What's cool though is there's there are no like hard fast rules with Extra Life. You don't have to play 24 hours at once. You know, a lot of people just put the 24 hour thing out there to, to you know because it does sort of. It, it, I've done it the last three years, and staying up 24 hours le- uh, in a row, even though it's just playing video games, is grueling. Yeah, like it screws <laughs> yeah. you up for like three days straight, and your back hurts, and it, your eyes burn, and so I mean that's that's sort of the thing is like to make it seem like hey, I'm making kind of a sacrifice, even though it's not a big one. But you know, we tell people I'm like you could play Candyland with your family. 24 nights for the rest of the year for an hour you can play basketball you can play checkers like you can play cornhole like anything you want to do it's just we're, we're trying to just get anybody who wants to play games and can spread the word and can do this um because hopefully everyone will remind themselves of what they're doing it for you know i think that's when you said that made that comment of how you know when he said something about taking the video games into the hospital to play with the kids mm. I spent a lot of my childhood in the ICU with my brother, you know, so I saw firsthand as a seven, eight, nine, ten year old kid the reasons why people donate to cancer research and the reasons why people do those kinds of things. So um yeah, it's it's an incredibly, incredibly worthy thing that you do, man. So I'm I'm glad that we brought it up. I'm really, really glad that we brought this up. Well, we hit it heavy on the first ten minutes there. Yeah. <laughs> I like it a lot though. Yeah. I mean it's close to home. So Thanks. Yeah, for sure. So <clears throat> you're you have a daughter. How old's your daughter? Delaney. She just turned nine. Just on the turned 16th. nine. Nine, yeah. nine going master. on fifteen, sixteen. I hope not, but it seems like it sometimes. Okay, so that in mind, give me one question she would she could ask you that where you would immediately have to change the subject. <laughs> oh no. Because <laughs> my daughter's sort four of touched going on, on the like not verbatim but like where do babies come from thing like several okay. times for like the last three years or something and well, when you have an inquisitive kid i'm sure it comes early too it does because she's she she's very like her critical thinking is to like a high level like she's very she's not very satisfied with an answer if you if she can tell you're just sort of giving her an answer to give her an answer has she ever seen like a pregnant woman and yeah 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 i mean that yeah just little stuff like that yeah that makes them or there's a lot of times the most the times and i don't remember her particularly asking at these times but there we watch a lot of nature shows together you know watch uh life or, or planet, planet earth. earth and stuff like that and there's constantly like and when the male and female mate and da 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 <laughs> and then i'm sitting there just like holding my breath going She's going to be like, what's mating? And I'm like, ah, yeah, so, I mean, it's it's going to come up eventually. But you yeah, don't I hope it's, to... like, two butterflies and not, like, two Oh, rhinos. it's like dolphins, <laughs> and you know they're just going to, like... Oh, my God. <laughs> Speaking of that... Yeah, we, we went, just went down a rabbit hole, didn't we? We went to Destin, you know. I was on vacation. I didn't tell this story, but you said it, so I have to tell it now. <laughs> tell it. So we went, it was rainy as... You know, it was terribly rainy, you know, the first, like, three days we were there. So we had to go find a bunch of things you could do in Destin when it's not pretty and go to the beach and apparently the Gulfarium down there was cool it was like 20 bucks to get in I've been there and we're like alright let's go they have a dolphin tank and there was three dolphins in there oh three and we we're walking (laughs) oh yeah he's like yeah (laughs) is it the devil's three way or is it (laughs) yeah lights go low <laughs> no but i'm telling you we walk, we went in there and, and we're like looking in the little portholes into the tank and two of the dolphins are just going at it like oh, hardcore no. mm. and it keeps going on the entire time we're there like all these people are looking in and it's just it's just one boy dolphin that won't leave that girl dolphin alone until the blowhole exploded oh dude and what was even funnier is the the dolphin show was like 20 minutes later of me seeing this and they've got them all lined up you know they're like showing their bellies and everybody and the boy his whole bottom half is just red just just like raw red where he has just been like slamming into this other dolphin like non-stop i mean i'm telling you literally we'd walk away and go look at something come back he's still going at the other dolphin Hmm. like you could see all the people that knew what was going on looking in and all their kids are sitting there looking in and the dads are all nudging their their wife like like, (laughs) oh Oh, my god dolphin wrestling you know what's going on in there honey Mm -hmm. you know it was so freaking funny but you've seen like 
dolphins are super smart. They like masturbate. Yeah. There's like even more awkward than that. There's like a specific dolphin that was just like shoving a fish up against the tank wall, just like going to town on this little fish and like <laughs> I, yeah, like a dead fish just because it liked it. Like hmm. dolphins. It's like humping a couch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Except it's a dead fish. Yeah. Except it's a dead fish. Oh. There's probably a lot of men out there that have humped a dead fish. Oh, no. I mean, come on. <laughs> the things you can see on the internet these days, dude. You're, it's probably a fetish Mal- out Malcolm's there. Malcolm's dying. There's probably here. a fetish out there of somebody humping that, a rule dead 30, fish. Is it rule 34? I've seen them. <laughs> Wade only knows this because he goes... Rotten.com, to- man. Yeah. That's how I know this. <laughs> the internet's a cesspool. The internet. <laughs> So does your daughter have a cell phone? No. What age are you going to give her a cell phone, though? <sighs> we talked about it this year, and then she just went through, like, a I'm going to be a stink phase for, like, the last month before her birthday, and we are like, she's not mature enough for a phone. And she probably wasn't anyway, but she just, like, super proved it. And it's, I mean, not anything, like, she's not a bad kid or anything. She's just nine years old, and mm-hmm. I'd say well, half her friends have phones. The only part of me that wants to do it is, like, a safety thing. Well, here's the thing, and I realized this because <clears throat> we let my son play with the iPad, okay, which is connected to the internet. Which For some reason, I thought you were going to say Harding had a phone. No, 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 no. But I meant, like... <laughs> You can totally put a password on that phone. Like especially iPhones are really good about this and you can turn those accessibility options like and turn everything off. That means she could literally have an iPhone, but the only thing she can do is text you or text, you know, your wife or call you. But I'm that, not worried about the like accessibility cuz she has an iPad and I do that and she plays on Xbox Live and Oh, and I, I got you, got you. She would just break the damn thing oh, or lose it. Like she has to prove she's more responsible responsible with her things is our big thing. I feel you. They was... have these cool watches, speaking of things for kids, that they're like phones that have one button and they can only like call three numbers and they have like an emergency thing. Oh, that's awesome. And they're just like, they're kind of like tiny tail, I think. And they just look mm. like a little slap bracelet. They're like real sleek. And but it's got a, like about a SIM card one. and a antenna Yeah, you there. just get it on your, th- your um, phone plan and they can like call three numbers, I think. Yeah. And then there's like a not easily triggered, but there's a, um, a thing for an emergency and then like GPS you can tell where they're at, like if anything ever Even happened. Better. So they're really rad. They were so in if like they the hit the beta. emergency, it also sends a GPS signal yeah. to the emergency, but also right here. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's, so that's awesome. They were in like the beta phase when we were thinking about getting her one like last well, that, year. That would totally solve the like, because think of like you just, you, the reason you asked that question, because everybody in the damn world gets their kid a phone at like six years old these days. Yeah, I mean, I asked it for a couple reasons. I mean, at what age do you want your child to become dependent on a cell phone? Right. <clears throat> but you know what I mean, though. Like, and but everyone's excuse is, well, they ride the bus and because so. it's going to be, an, it's inevitable they will become dependent on it. Right. They're already. I mean, she. They're we're all dependent on technology at this point. Like, I don't think there's any avoiding that. Whether it's TV or video games or an iPad or whatever. Like, I think the struggle to like keep. Not that you should just not try to have your kids active and do other things, but I think it's like this, oh, well, we need to limit screen time. or It's, it's the future. Like, mm-hmm. being computer savvy is, is going to be a huge asset for kids. So, like, mm-hmm. trying to discourage that, I think, is a really useless thing to do at this point as a parent. It's like, interesting, though, that you bring up that watch invention, <clears throat> because when I got my first phone, I was in fifth grade, but it was a flip phone, and then the rest of my siblings got something like the watch you're describing, except it wasn't a watch. It was just a tiny phone with four different numbers you could call that were already preset, and then an emergency contact in there as well. Um, I think AT&T had one called the Firefly, Yeah. Um, and then <clears throat> theirs was called Amiga, or however you pronounce it. I can't remember, but it was this little green Ami- phone. Amoeba. Yeah, yeah something yeah, yeah. like that. Um and they had these little green phones. The Firefly, I think, was like a blue color or whatnot. But that was pretty much the starter phone for kids to have where they would just simply... Um, it. I don't know. There's four of us. So it was easy for one of them if um, they were being picked up from school and didn't know who was picking them up. They click on whichever button they want to call and, let's, uh, and talk to that person. So 
I yeah. think that's a good starter. See, I was I was more on the lines of like little kids with phones are like getting Instagram like exposure and, and yeah. get you know Snapchat and then they start getting into things they shouldn't be getting into on the yep. damn social media network. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah, what I was. That's yeah, that's like the safety thing. That's why the the idea of that watch like if something unfortunate happened to your kid there's a really good likelihood they're not going to have their cell phone like if even if they have a cell phone yeah like if they were to get taken or something awful happen having something attached to them that they can you know fall back on is going to be a lot more important than them trying to keep up you know a nine-year-old trying to keep a phone on their person at all times right there yeah the, the whole like exposure to social media and stuff like she's definitely not old enough for that stuff exactly and that's something yeah hmm. like she's she what, plays what Xbox kid Live. really is old enough for that sort no, of stuff? No, none of us are old enough. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's it shouldn't shouldn't be a thing in general. I'm but. loving this. This conversation's going to come back up in 3Top, by the way. Good. All of this. Even better. All of this. She's so. on Xbox Live, and, and we actually have bonded a lot through gaming, because... Uh, well, when, hell yeah, man. When she was sick and, like, couldn't do much for, like, two years, she really fell in love with video games, because... It was something to kind of escape and and something she could you know do and we could do together and like she's to the point now like we play Overwatch together mm-hmm. and she can keep up with my friends like n- no problem. That's so awesome. We'll win matches <laughs> and I want to send people their like toxic messages and be like she's nine. Like I'm not going to, but just be like you just got your ass kicked by a nine year old. <laughs> but I mean I really control like she can only hear me on there, so like she can play with my friends, but I'm the only person she can hear. And right, right, right. So I mean you can do a lot of things as so far as they're content all dropping wise. Bombs every other word. She's not here. <laughs> yeah, and I mean they'll be like, yeah, no, we can watch our mouse, but a they'll slip, which I slip too. That's not a big deal. But it's you've got kids, like you know you don't yeah. want to feel awkward, like you're. You know other people are having to try to watch their mouths and stuff, and they don't have kids, and then right. you know that if they slip, they feel awkward. Right. And it's just easier for her to just be able to hear me. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I think as far as, like, an exposure thing, like, I think you can, like you said, program the phone and the iPad and everything these days to where I'd feel okay about it, but mm-hmm. it's more just like, no, you're going to drop it in the lake. You're going like, to smash it. Yeah. You're going to drop it off. <laughs> you're going to leave it on the side of the road. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully she's not on the side of the road anyway. But... Well, I guess that's, Yeah. Okay, I got one. It's really random. You're accepting an award. I'm not going to tell you what the award is, because I don't know. But you're accepting an award. Who's the first person you're going to thank for that? I have to say my wife. Oh. Right? Yeah. Like if she listens to this and I don't say my wife, she's going to kill me. But it would probably be my wife. She's yeah. super supportive. You have to say her if it's the right answer, which, I mean, we know. I mean, her and my dad. And... Like, you know, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't want to diminish either one of them, but like, um... I grew up in, like, a kind of a shitty environment and, like, didn't have a lot of close family and still don't. But my dad has just been, like, you know, we, we had more of, like, a friend level. Like, you know, he was my dad, but he's somebody I can, like, talk to about anything. And it's always been like that for, like, years. So, I mean, he'd be up there. And then and then Nikki's, you know, she's super supportive. And um, we've been through so much. Like, I, th- I think it'd have to be both. I don't think I could pick one or the other. Hmm. There you go. What are you best at? Bullshitting. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's why um, he's doing such a good job thanks, on the Captain show. Thanks, Captain Obvious. <laughs> no, yeah, no, honestly, like, I think talking sort of maybe, but it's I'm much more of a, like, and this is sort of, I think, what I bring to the, the Extra Life Guild more than, I'm I'm not always the do, do things person, but I'm, I'm very good, I feel like, at spitballing and coming up with things. So I've always been kind of creative. I've wrote on and off um as far as i can you know as far back as i can remember just you know poetry and dabbled in screenwriting and uh wrote some comic book uh stuff and just just creativity in general um is is usually what i feel like is is one of my stronger suits well speaking of creative i know i was like segue um (laughs) your tattoos tell me about tell me about your tattoos Mm, they're shitty okay i uh I like tattoos, and I would. I, there's a lot of stuff I want to get like either covered up or fixed on my arm. I went um, through kind of a rebellious phase when I was 19 or 20, and uh, are a lot of those 19 and 20 year old? Yeah. Tattoos? Oh, oh, these are almost exclusively 10 years old at least. <laughs> um, I worked out a deal, the local uh, tattoo shop in Maryville. It was a uh, Passion Fish. I don't know if it's still there. I don't know. It was. Uh, I don't know, maybe it's, I don't want to say anything like disparaging about it, but the, one of the guys that worked there, like, worked out a deal with me, because I'd come in and gotten a couple of things, and he worked out a deal where it was like, me and one of my other friends this summer 
could pay $200 each session and it was all you can sit. So like he would work on us as long as we agreed to sit there for 200 bucks. I, I sat there for like four and a half hours one time and it was the worst thing ever. And like, <laughs> I basically got my whole arm tattooed in like a summer. Wow. And like some of the work is just not great. And so some of the stuff I don't give a he, shit about anymore. He covered his overhead and got a lot of practice in is essentially what that was. Yeah. And it got to the <laughs> point where like, I think that in his mind, we'd like, sit for an hour and just be like oh i'm done but we were we would just try to milk it and i think he got to the point he was kind of over it Mm -hmm. my friend got his whole back done in like uh jungle scape like tigers and monkeys and shit (laughs) um yeah so i mean i like tattoos and i just don't necessarily if you're gonna get a tattoo get some shit that like you're positive you're not gonna like change your mind about or make sure that who's doing it is you know really check up don't be 19 and get like 25 hours of tattoos on your arm. <laughs> is Because then you get older and you realize you're like 31 and you want to get some stuff changed or you want to get more tattoos and stuff, but you're 31 and you have a kid and tattoos is just not really in the thing. <laughs> so you just like kind of live with the fact that you... I mean, I don't hate all my tattoos or anything, but I, I think that, you know, uh, going back 10 years, I'd have been like, maybe don't do all those all at once and those particular things. But 20-year-old brain and a 30-year-old brain are two totally different things. Yes. I mean, it's amazing. It is amazing. <laughs> Especially a 20-year-old male brain and a 30-year-old male brain. God, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> crazy. So I've got one. How would you define manliness? Would it be sitting there getting a jungle scape tattoo all over your back and not <laughs> pussing out? Like... What what is what is manliness? Pussing out. <laughs> um, I don't want to get like too snowflake here, but I think like to a point, masculinity as a concept is kind of toxic because I think it discourages people. I, I think people develop a complex that aren't necessarily manly in every regard. That they're like you. I think as a man, you are expected to act a certain way and if you don't meet those qualifications like it either bothers you or it bothers other people like you know men men are supposed to be tough men aren't supposed to cry men are supposed to provide for the house make make a certain amount of money um there's just all these concepts about what being a man means and i think that as a society we're moving away from that to a point but um there's still some problems with that so i mean i i don't know like if I love the concept of, of manliness. Let me re-ask but... the question then. That's a very good answer, by the way. <laughs> you belong in that seat. Thank, thank you. <laughs> you belong in that seat more often than you have been so far, mm. first of all. So, Which is zero, so. So, first of all, before he said anything, let me just agree with you on what you just said, too. 100%. So, so yes, I just want to clarify. My silence was, I agree 100% on what you just said. I mean, so. man- manliness in the in the way that we understand it currently, 100%, the way that what he just said, <laughs> absolutely. Mm. So, but what, I guess, what does being a man mean to you? I think being a man, um... Being a man, being a father, being a husband, being a man. What does that mean to you? Because being a man and being manly... I think it mostly just means means being there, like, as much as you can in whatever capacity you can. Like, everybody's going to have different um, abilities or, you know, to to step up and, and be there for your family. But I think... I think it's all, honestly, I guess a better way of saying it is sort of to um, to step up to things that you've either taken on or have happened to you. Like, if you have a kid, you have a responsibility to step up and be as good as you can for that kid. Like, provide, be there, time, effort, all that stuff. Um, and to be a, a good example and just to, to, to be there in general. So, you know, if, if you have a job, it's it's your responsibility to, to step up and do that to the best of your ability. So... I guess as, as far as that, that concept goes, I think it's all just about about stepping up and, and sort of facing things head on and, and doing your best to uh, accomplish whatever it is that um, you need to at that point. I, I love that. <clears throat> uh, that's kind of how I meant to ask the question at the beginning because I could. that's how I'd see myself answering the question mm. is to step up and have a responsibility for things. Uh, as far as manliness goes, not necessarily be strong, be make a certain amount of money, but I'm really glad that he mm-hmm. clarified it. The well, way you also said I don't want to be a snowflake about it. Oh, it is. I was like, I was being sort. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to like sarcasm. Like sort I of feel like that's just that. like that's a what you said is the best way to put saying do whatever the hell you want to do, like be you. 
who the hell cares? You don't have to abide by this specific set of rules mm. that say you need to be like this. Like, this is America, I thought. And I thought in America you're supposed to be able to be whoever you want to be. And, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, like, having to follow this laid out plan of exactly what it means to be a man, you know, or what the woman is supposed to do, or et cetera. Like, it's just... All... Well, ginger rolls are changing, and I think, I mean, there's been a Did huge you say the ginger rolls are changing? The ginger rolls are changing. His role is definitely changing. You, you're going to get a soul someday, I swear. Like, it's, it's coming. Uh, maybe. <laughs> maybe. As much as anybody is going to. The ginger rolls. we got, we got to have a show called the ginger rolls. That's awesome. That's no. That's like Hayden's cover band of. I can't think of what it would be. It's <laughs> like it's just gentlemen. like a quartet of like him and three other me's? ginger dudes, or just three other me's. Like Did I just have... record all four parts. Yes. yes. <laughs> do you have four. that kind of range though? Can you do yeah. all four parts? Uh, One of them needs it needs to be in like an old English king voice. I mean, I have definitely fiddled around recording stuff where I've done all four parts. Are like, there still recordings of this? Uh. We're not going to put those up, mm. no. <laughs> hey, I got a wild idea. We both have a, I have a lot of questions left. You have a lot of questions. You have a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. I think this is going to take a second. You guys want to take a break real quick? Pee pee? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, let's take a break real quick. We'll Zipper. Come back. Uh, that was necessary. <laughs> that was a necessary break. I'm probably going to need another one in about two and a half minutes. So, my baby bladder over here. We're going to let Malcolm pick it up. Go ahead. Yeah, that's fine. Oh, we were talking about this a little bit off air, and it has to do with my question. So, movie, you know the l- most lines to? Most lines to? Like, if we're sitting probably, down watching a movie. Yeah. Billy Madison. It's It's got to be one of those oh, just super good. quotable Adam Sandler movies. Yeah, I, I, I'm right there with you. I could probably, 95% of the lines in that movie I know. Oh, I mean. Shampoo is better. It cleans the hair. No, conditioner is better. It leaves the hair silky and smooth. Oh, really, fool? Really? Stop looking at me, Swan. He's even got the voice down. That was a pretty good Adam Sandler, I'm going to be honest there. Yeah. Adam Sandler has like 57 voices, though. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. I mean, those are just... I don't know. You just quoted those movies, and you still quote those movies. Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I def- with you. I, you did the dodgeball quote earlier when we were talking and yeah that's one of those that it just rolls off the tongue like you don't even realize it's happening half the time yeah it's a lot of that, ste- step brothers school. yeah oh yeah step brothers <laughs> that, hey, that's fairly new you're talking about in the past 10 years step brothers isn't 10 years old is it yeah probably i like how we're now. now at the point we're so old we're being like fairly new and it was 10 years ago i know like <laughs> is it not terrible that's true like when you were 15 you wouldn't like fairly new from when i was five <laughs> well, I feel like it's almost always comedies, right? That you know the most lines to because you say those things to like get a reaction, and you know you and your friends are laughing about it. Yeah, you don't memorize lines as much too. Like Jurassic Park's a good one that's not a comedy. Like you know, there's a lot of lines that stick with you in Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. Like I think people are gonna go clever girl for like yeah. 150 years. Life finds a way. Life does find a way. <laughs> if you could get rid of any state, what would it be? What do we mean get rid of? Just, I'm not like killing everyone <laughs> no, or like no, no, no. nuking it or no. cutting it off or anything. Right? No, they're just no longer a part of the United States. Tennessee? I don't, here's the thing. <laughs> Whoa. Here's the thing. <laughs> I know I know Tennessee and like I know a lot of shitty people and shitty stuff about this state. And there's a lot of good stuff too. But I feel like it would just be, I would be doing an injustice to randomly just go like Mississippi. Because, you know, I don't know anything about Mississippi or, or like... New York, because I don't know. So, I don't know. I don't know that entire states bother me as much as, like, you know, individual people or groups. I'm just fucking your questions up. Oh, there's another. (laughs) I'm, like, dodging. I'm, like, politicianing over here. It's it's all right. It's all right. I was kind of hoping you would say New Jersey, you know, but. (laughs) New Jersey's, like, basically the setting for Fallout anyway. Like, just in real life. I I feel like that's, like, low-hanging fruit. Yeah, that's true. true. Low-hanging fruit. All right, so which of your five senses would you give up? If you could choose to lose one. Uh, Can it be like my sixth sense so I don't see dead people anymore? (laughs) Oh, okay. Hmm. 
segue question there. I'm just going to go ahead and say. <laughs> we have an entire segment dedicated to the Sixth Sense. I'm glad you brought it up. Favorite Haley Joel Osment moment. Yep. Um, I, uh, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I feel like obviously like hearing and seeing and feeling are so like important to getting through the day. But if you lose taste, you probably lose smell too. No. I would say it would have to be smell. Like your taste wouldn't be as acute if you lost your smell. Yeah. But losing your sense of smell isn't going to like completely ruin your life. And honestly, it probably make your life better in some aspects. Like you're not walking into like the bathrooms at Neyland Stadium and like holding your breath the whole time and dry dry heaving at the urinal. Like (laughs) like stuff wouldn't taste quite as good, but you're not like fumbling around and like walking out in front of trains because you don't hear the whistle so yeah i think it's obviously smell does anyone disagree that it's smell uh, i would either i would the only two i would argue would be smell or taste it'd just be like which one because smell you know like what is it like ha- more than half of your taste is technically smell wait a mm. minute though i don't think hmm. there's only like the five actual things that your tongue tastes and everything else is smell taste might be the one that is like the least it's the least necessary i'd yeah, say yeah well yeah but I was i was thinking smell but if you smell smoke or something for a fire, mm-hmm. that could, you know, save you. Where you, you don't, there's not a lot of things that you taste that are like helpful to your survival, like until after it's too late. Yeah, <laughs> like tons of poison, you just can't taste that shit, and then you just die. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. That's a, that's a toss up. Huh? Until it's too late. <laughs> until it's too late. Uh, since you mentioned earlier, you, you do a little writing, so. What's first of all? What's like the what was the biggest tackling of a book you've ever done? Like, what's the read? Yeah, uh, I mean, I read all the um, Lord of the Rings. I read all the Game of Thrones. Um, mm, Game of Thrones. Yeah, I mean, probably Game of Thrones. You I've got read, a favorite character, dead or alive? Uh, I mean, it's got to be Tyrion, right? Oh yeah, mm. he's so good. I'm Especially a bit. I'm like a big he's... hound fan. Yeah. Okay. Hound is really good too. I was a little bit at first didn't love who they'd cast on the show for like the first season, but he's really grown on me. Oh yeah. I love I feel him like now. Tyrion is better in the show. like I liked Tyrion from the books and then after you see Peter Dinklage play him in the show, he's just fucking in- that's three, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he's just great. He's fantastic, is what I meant to say. Yeah. Um Yeah, the Hound, I mean Arya's really good, too. Oh, yeah. Honestly, but she's so mysterious, and they don't show enough she's of so her. Mysteri- That's why she's mysterious. I know. I love her. They'll they don't go, show things a lot that are seven mysterious. episodes without showing her, and then, then it's like a whole episode about her, and you're just like, oh, my God, what's going on? I feel but, like she's going to be there in a big way. Oh, um, definitely. This is why you got to watch the show. I know nothing about what's going on right you now. You know nothing, nothing, Wade, whatever your last name is. <laughs> yeah, Van nothing. Winkle. Yes. A guy has no names. A man has no names. A man has no names. Yeah, I mean... Those are, I don't know, those are all really big, long series. My favorite, segue, my favorite series is probably His Dark Materials. He's auditioning for, for a spot in that I chair. <laughs> Yo, he's going to keep it. <laughs> Get out of my chair. Um, you familiar with His Dark Materials at all? Mm-hmm. They made a movie based on the first book. It's a terrible movie, um, Golden Compass. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's very much in the vein of like Harry Potter and stuff, which okay. I also have read all those. I love those. Um Anyway, the the author has just announced recently that he's doing a new trilogy. Um, the first book for that comes out in October, so I'm like super nerd stoked about that. Nice. But, um, it's like three books. The first trilogy is like three books, like 1,200 pages. So it's another one of those big chunky. Oh, okay. But I have a a follow up question, and then I feel like we should follow up with the one I we skipped a second ago. So, ebooks are real paper. <sighs> you mentioned about technology, and it's just the way paper, of the future. paper, because you don't. You read so much on your phone and stuff, I feel like there, there's something to be said for not staring at a screen. Even if it's like one of those Kindles, it's like, looks like paper, and you can't tell the difference. Like, holding and smelling. like paper. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, holding and smelling. and, and Although, books are a pain in the ass. Like, right? We can agree. Like, there's yeah. not a comfortable way to hold a book. Like, it's always sort of... It's fair. Y- you wish it was comfortable, but it's just you get a paperback because it's not big and bulky, and then you can't keep the thing open, or you get a hard cover, and then it's just like, how do I carry this around without <laughs> just being super cumbersome? So it doesn't have backlighting either. No, it doesn't. That's true because it's paper, <laughs> old school. Um, yeah. So, so paper. 
Yeah, I, I, I think so. That was an interesting answer from the technology guy. All right. But follow up to what I meant to ask a second ago, because we mentioned ghosts. Do you believe in ghosts? Wait, we, we mentioned... Oh, the Haley Joe Osmond thing. No. I, I don't believe in any... I'm very... My belief system is very, like, science driven, so I'm not a big, like... I believe there's things we don't understand because we don't scientifically have the knowledge yet, or we only have pieces of the puzzle, but I don't believe in, like, ghosts or angels or demons or anything like that hmm. no ghosts no team ghosts. no ghosts team. i gotta vote <laughs> all right you would not believe how many people we've had to ask that and everybody says they believe in ghosts and i'm just like damn it somebody answer like how i answer <laughs> <laughs> no 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 ghosts okay we can move on now yeah, but i had to in. get i knew i had a feeling he was gonna answer like i was gonna answer and i got my satisfaction so we can move on all right speaking of ghosts if you could bring one <laughs> <laughs> if you could, Damn it! If you could bring one musician or actor back from the dead, who would it be? Robin Williams. I knew that was yeah. going to be the answer. Yeah, we kind of hit that earlier. Yeah. Just, I kind of logged that in my brain. He was such a big part of my childhood, and like being familiar with like mental illnesses and kind of having struggles of my own. Like here, you know, seeing someone being to the point that you would think they were so successful and you know people would say like why did they ha- they didn't have a reason to kill themselves or whatever it just really makes it you know puts it in front of your eyes that like people are struggling with things that you can't comprehend and like somebody that comes across as so happy and entertaining other people and that you would never if you didn't really know the person maybe never think that would happen for that to happen and it's just it's really sad on so many levels just because he was beloved uh, to me, but also just the, the way it happened and everything. I mean, same thing, kind of Carrie Fisher, you mm-hmm. know, all the success, beloved and everything. And then she's, you know, allegedly died from all these drugs in her system and stuff. Right. Like, it's just, it's just sad. And it makes you realize how, you know, human everyone is. And I kind of took that down a deeper path than I feel like it was intended to. But no. yeah, probably Robin Williams. Money doesn't get you everything. No. No. Fame doesn't get you everything. No. No, but there's that's something that's been actually kind of, I don't want to say popular, but it's not something that's new when you hear about either famous people or very, very rich people that feel up so empty inside. And it's not anything about the fame or the money that fills it up. So, mm-hmm. you know, everyone struggles with things, regardless of how much money you make. So let's let's switch it up, okay? Swing. Swing here. Would you rather fight one horse-sized duck or 100, do- 100 duck-sized, duck-sized horses. horses. <laughs> what kind of question is that? Do you know how terrifying a horse-sized duck would be? Yes, I do. I don't like horse-sized horses, but like ducks are mean as hell anyway. Like they're always chasing people in videos, and they're like ornery. Like I, like, I don't want to. Geese are with mean. Them. I want to. I don't know about ducks. I'm, like oh, yeah, a, hung- a hungry duck though. Would you throw a loaf of bread at it instead of a slice? Like it would be more than a loaf. Dude, it wants it want it want more than your loaf, man. <laughs> it's like that thing's like knocking a bakery over. Like it's, it's think just about how much a horse a horse-sized eats. duck. Yeah, I just where do you come up with that? <laughs> oh, I've heard that before. I knew we, you've not heard that. No. I knew where he was going with that. You know, it is actually he finished it before us. Even he answered the question before I even finished it. It's actually a job interview question that oh. you get asked at like some like high level places. I mean, I I would prefer to fight a hundred duck sized horses. Mm. Just start punting them, like you know. <clears throat> yeah, but there's a hundred. Like it, it, but they would both suck, right? Like right. if we're having to fight them, like they're coming for your life, mm-hmm. they would both suck. There's not a good answer. No. Like you'd probably kick off five or ten horses, but then they're just crawling over you. It'd like, like on Lord of the Rings with the zombie things, just like crawl over everything. Like yeah. the, the de- yeah, they're and just, they're all kicking you. You know, they're yeah. all just back kicking you, and some are biting on you. They have those little sharp hooves. I mm-hmm. mean. My cat scratches me, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm dying. Like a little horse kicks you, man. I don't know. Thinking about it, I might take my chances with one yeah, I'll take on big the old duck. duck. What if you could tame it and fly away on it? No. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any, like, weapons or anything? Or is this just, like, fist fighting a big-ass duck? I don't know. The question didn't say. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> this, this is what I would Choose be saying in the interview. Weapon. Like, yeah. they would just get... They so, do I have weapons? They didn't tell me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> When I got the question, they didn't tell me if there were weapons. <laughs> Interviewer asked the question, do I have weapons? Um, well, it didn't say that. Well, I think you need more information, sir. Like, why are you asking questions you don't have the information? Sir, we'd like you to leave. We've already filled the position. <laughs> the position's been filled. What was your favorite subject in high school? Or school in general? It not have to be high school. It could be elementary school. It was always like history and English. Uh, I was always awful at math. Um, and then 
when science becomes more math, like the further you get into science and it becomes more math, I, I, I liked science a lot. And then I was like, ah, oh, shit, I can't. Like, I'm really interested in, like, um, physics. And I love, like, I've read all Stephen Hawking's books. And I love the ideas behind it all. But I can't do the, like, I can read the research and I can read people's opinions and I can think about it. But I can't do the math behind it. You couldn't, like, sit down and do those computations, even if you had the formulas in front of you. Like, I, I have no idea. No. Like, yeah. That, how, how other people do that? How people do anything? Like, you look at that computer and, like, somebody designed and built that shit. If, if somebody was like, you need to build a toaster in a week or we're going to kill you, I'd just, like, I'd be dead. Like, I can't build a toaster. I can't build the simplest shit ever. Like, yeah, no. So, yeah, math, not so much. I always loved, I loved history. Um, I was always really good at it. Like, stuff like that, just little trivial facts and stuff stuck in my head easy. I never studied in school. I should have. Study kids. It's important. But, um... So I mostly did well and stuff like that. That yeah, because we have a very high audience of kids. Yeah, you know, with our explicit well, rating. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, just study in general, people. Whatever you're doing in life. Um, so yeah, history a lot, and then English. The further up it got, I enjoyed it more. Like literature, where it was mostly analysis and breaking things down mm-hmm. and, and reading more into stuff, and wasn't just like I'm terrible at grammar. I don't use punctuation mm-hmm. really at all. Like ellipses are like my life i don't i'm like I, do i put a comma or a period there fuck it or see well see <laughs> <laughs> now you got me self-conscious about it like i'm thinking about <laughs> four <laughs> do you think that's backwards though the way that english is taught like i really wish that i would have gotten more of what i got my freshman year of college of my english class that in high school and my sophomore year of college Oh, I, agree. I wish I would have gotten that in high school. I would have had more of an interest in English. I think that people in general would have more of an interest if the high school curriculum wasn't just freaking grammar. Well, that's, I took that's all in it high is. school. I took AP British Lit, and that was the first time I was really exposed to like read this and then tell me why you think this happened or like you know what what the author was trying to say. And then it's it's more of your just opinions. It's not do this and then it's right or wrong. And that's the stuff that I'm that I think that's what really. Uh, maybe drawn to it and so yeah I, I think that critical thinking needs to be taught much more from a younger age in a lot of different aspects because everything is so concrete mm-hmm. and i think it makes kids feel i think they think in like a black and white wrong or right you know especially the curriculum these days and just the way they're grading tests and things and testing in general this is not the same thing we're, we're getting off here but um just testing is awful in my opinion and there's just way too much emphasis put on memorizing facts <laughs> that you need to know a week from now for this test what you to attain them <laughs> yeah uh yeah y'all it's it's monday before the fourth of july so there's a little bit of fireworks going on and outside so <laughs> if y'all can hear that pow pow that's not gunfire pow pow crackle <laughs> thanks for the segue um <laughs> would you rather be the one to light off fireworks or watch fireworks oh i want to light them off oh, hell yeah, yeah. yeah like fire yeah, yeah fire like watching them is boring I don't even like watching. Like they're all right, but like setting them off is the the fun thing. Yeah, that's same for me. I agree. Um, How would you spend one billion dollars? Hmm. One billion dollars. Don't say invest. You have to spend. I don't, yes. What's investing? <laughs> what's I saving have, i don't tr- i don't know it'd be really hard for me to trust putting all that much money in like a bank or anything anyway i mean obviously you have to use banks but investing it in stuff because i just don't trust that shit like you know there's a big financial crisis or something and all of a sudden all your money's tied up in stuff that's not at all tangible mm-hmm. um no thank you but i i don't know i like to think i'd use a lot of it to help people um charity probably some i mean i'd also though want to i think you'd have to be careful because that's when like everybody comes asking for money mm-hmm. and you feel like <clears throat> you should give people money and then it just starts spiraling and then you realize you i think you want to have enough money left to make sure that your kids and their kids kids and their kids 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 like can live decently yeah I mean, <laughs> god knows how much that costs <laughs> there's gonna cost by the time that the kids 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 come around yeah, yeah. like tuition to the friggin college on mars that elon musk is gonna found is gonna be like <laughs> hella expensive so yeah, that's true so, I, so, I, mean, I, I don't know that's I where really, they teach you how to build the rockets to fly home yeah i mean <laughs> i'd love well, to have an island just a little one <laughs> just like no i don't on know mars just, or here no nah, just i don't think there's islands on mars yet hmm. have you seen, it's completely random but did you see it was like a few years ago elon musk talking about terraforming mars and he was just on a talk so talk show and he was talking about 
they would just need to uh, detonate a bunch of thermonuclear yeah. warheads on the poles to mm-hmm. get the... And people just look at him like he's crazy. And he's like, well, no, I mean, it would it would probably work. Yeah. It's, yeah. So then there might be islands if, if he has his way. But uh, I don't know. Buy somewhere nice and peaceful, somewhere near a beach. I like the beach. Yeah. I, I'm with you on the island thing. If you could just, like, all your food and drinks and all your amenities just get shipped into you daily or something, and you just get to live <laughs> on this island and just swimming and fishing and enjoying life. You could start your own nationality, too, if you wanted to, unless you want to just be alone. Start your own nationality? No, yeah, I'd be in a lone school. (laughs) Honestly, though, like, I'm kind of nutty, I think, about it in terms of, like, if I had more money, I would want to be somewhere kind of self-sufficient away from a bunch of society. Because I'm like, at some point, there's going to be a zombie apocalypse (laughs) or a pandemic. Okay, but no ghosts? Uprising. No, I'm not not technically zombies, but, I mean, there'll, there'll be a pandemic that'll you know millions of people are gonna get sick and die probably and i'm like the further i can be away from like big cities where shit's gonna get crazy and there's gonna be looting and stuff like Hmm. you know that that would be nice to have somewhere that's like secure and that you kind of had control over yeah things more i guess that's the advantage of living in a red state though is uh (laughs) (laughs) if the zombie apocalypse happened that should be over in a day Like, but according to him, Tennessee would not be a state anymore. So, <laughs> or but if if on the the flip side of that, if things got really crazy, everyone around here has guns, and so if all of a sudden supermarkets weren't open or things got looted, everybody's going to be coming for your shit with their guns, and you you know what I mean? Like oh, it could yeah. get rowdy around here. Yeah, that's true. That was that was one of the things that uh, you know I'm sure you're a Walking Dead fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that everybody was a little upset with as far as just like realism of the show is like they the fact that they said it in atlanta or i'm just in georgia in the south in sure. general and the fact that it's like that hard to like find guns is just like literally every house you go into probably has i mean like, they have a lot of guns i heard a lot of people bitching about the gas thing because oh, the, the way that still gas finding is supposed, gas yeah and it's like gas is made to what degrade after like 30 days basically yeah, so expires. you can't hoard it yeah and they're still like siphoning gas like three years later out of old <laughs> station wagons on the side of the road and it's working yeah you can't look at a zombie apocalypse show and be like that ain't real <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there'd be guns everywhere and that damn gas wouldn't work no more like dude get a fucking hobby get five five <laughs> And then, like, Daryl's crossbow, like, it just sticks in their head. And that doesn't go all the way through? Oh, like, a crossbow shoots, like, 400-plus feet per second. It would just, it'd be, it'd be like a laser beam through. There would... I think that's probably a lot. I don't know. But then he wouldn't be able to do the cool... <laughs> But I'm assuming, like, the way that you said that and the inflection in your voice and the way you looked at me, like, that's a lot of feet per second. Yeah. No. Like, that's going to do some damage, right? Like, that was... should go all the way through his face. That should kill, like, four zombies in a row, right? Yes, it okay. should. You know, why do they not do that? Like, that'd be so much more badass if he just shot into a crowd and, like, six things fall. I know. Uh, he could. Just line them up skull to skull and just... Right? Just telling yeah, you, though. They missed an opportunity there. Daryl's a badass, though. He really is. Mm-hmm. I like that show. I read about the first 90 episodes of... Episodes, oh my god. Issues of the comics. Um, and then last season, it finally got to the point where I didn't know what was happening. And they changed a lot anyway. Yeah. But, you um, have to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that would be stupid to just straight up copy it. Well, and the pacing in the comics is, like, super slow. Um, it's, you know, there's there's some parts where it's kind of a bear to read through, so they, they have to change stuff up. Same thing with Game, Game of Thrones. Like, they can't make a show completely based on the books because it'd be, like, 40 years long. So mm. I saw, like, just one last thing about that. I saw, like, someone who had taken Game of Thrones, all the novels <laughs> stacked up, and they had taken color, highlighter, like, uh, sticky notes like the little tabs to mark pages and they had marked every page where one of the main characters dies and it's just like a whole like rainbow of like mm. end to end of the books like it's just crazy how many people on that show come and go it's crazy when there's but, like a ton more characters in the books than even in the yeah they don't show, even in the show so it's just, yeah it's just death all the time yeah. it's like don't get attached to somebody because they're gone yeah <laughs> i hope there's another book that comes out before he dies i mean he's not in good health george R. R. martin is like and that's he's been working on the i think he's simultaneously working on two so I, I think when he's done with one he's done with the other but i mean it's been 
years now and it's years beyond when he said they were going to be done and i know everybody's kind of getting anxious about it and he had a really good troll at one point it was like two years ago on twitter he said the next book is done and it's completely um it's completely from the perspective of hodor and then he just posts an entire page of hodor 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 oh (laughs) (laughs) i'm like yeah george that is a good troll well done (laughs) hold the door hold the door all right, That's all so the questions I got. One other topic we need to touch on. If you were to open a restaurant, mm. what kind of food would it be? And what would you call this place? That's a really difficult question. I like all the foods. Well, according to people I know, you're kind of into making one particular kind of food. Is Oh, uh, yeah. I've been doing a lot of smoking lately. Are doing you... the barbecue thing. So when are we coming over for dinner? Whenever you want. <laughs> Nikki's so sick of barbecue. Like I made, <laughs> I made beef ribs and wings a few days ago, and it was like the fourth weekend in a row I'd made something, and she was like, "I'm just, I'm just kind of." She doesn't talk like that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, and in the most, doghouse, and <laughs> the most beautiful voice you can imagine that I can't do because I'm a peasant. Um, <laughs> she was like, "I'm just sort of sick of the flavor of barbecue." Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I, it's, I like barbecue, but it's also kind of a cool hobby and I'm trying to get better at it and it's, it's kind of something cool to work at. So yeah, I mean, I'm all about anybody that wants some barbecue, barbecue. Mm. I will, I will hook you up. Love barbecue. So far it's been pretty good. I made one rack of ribs that wasn't great the first time, but, um, I made beef ribs. Saucy or dry rub? What kind of you do? I did one of each the first time. Um, I prefer dry rub though. Do you really? Mm. I prefer sauce. I'm from Kansas city and that's kind of where we do it, the way we do it down there. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm not gonna turn down ribs either way. Um, I like them. Those beef ribs, though, I hadn't had had or done beef ribs in a long time, and I think I like beef beef ribs better than pork. Mm. They're very fatty. Like I'm a ribeye guy. Mm. I like the fatty, marbly, and they're just so juicy and tender and fatty. And so, how do you like your steak then? Medium Damn rare. Segway. Mm. Got to be medium mm. rare. No rare? I can do rare. Okay. I'd prefer rare to medium if we're talking about one side of the spectrum to the other. Okay. Mm. Just as long as we're not talking about well done with ketchup. Okay. (laughs) No. No. Although, I will say, if I'm eating like a lower grade steak, like I can eat rare if it's a really good cut steak, like a a high quality, like prime or something. Still order it medium rare, but if it's under, that's fine. If I'm eating a steak, like I'll totally though, I'll eat a steak at like Cracker Barrel. Mm -hmm. It's like shitty and like medium. And just with eggs and some ketchup. Like steak and ketchup and eggs, like Waffle House, Cracker Barrel, I'll eat the shit out of that. Hmm. I, that's fair. So I think that like steak and ketchup don't always have to be enemies. But it's just got to be a crappy steak that you're just like smearing with some eggs and just... Have you, have you? If ever... you're going to a steakhouse and you order a $30 steak and you put ketchup on it, that is a crime. And you should <laughs> be escorted out in handcuffs. There's an age limit because... Delaney eats ketchup on any steak that I give her generally. So, like, what's, but does Delaney what's the age eat, cutoff? Does she eat $35 steaks? Oh, yeah. We share steaks all the time. <laughs> generally, we'll share a... Like, I'll get a... She'll be like, let's share mm. a steak, and I'll get a... You know, I'll get a good steak, and she'll eat half of it or something. So, it's a good way to, like, not have to order shitty stuff off the kids' menu, but also get your steak and not That's so true. My daughter would put ketchup on everything. That's what I'm saying. What's I'm the age to... cutoff, though, where it's acceptable to put ketchup on your steak? We 13. Like... Once you hit 13, it's no longer acceptable. That's uh, sure. I'm, I'm, that setting it, I'm setting it at 13. Then they don't get allowance anymore, or they get their cell phone taken away if you catch them doing it? Um, <laughs> you cut off a finger. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Um, Hayden's well, okay. Enough. You never gave us a name, though. If you opened a restaurant, what'd you call it? Al Chinzies. What does that mean? I don't know. I went by Al. Like, all my high school friends call me Al, which is really weird, because they're the only ones that do that. And, um... Nikki doesn't call me Alex, and I, I, it's there's very few people that actually call me Alex, um, and I don't know some inside joke. Wait, what's Nikki call you? Um, Poopsie Bear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Snuggle Puss. Um, <laughs> no, um, she calls me either. She usually calls me Alexander. Oh, okay. Like she'll go full name. Oh, I've, yeah, I've definitely heard her say yeah. that before. Like we'll we'll catch ourselves if she's like, "Hey, Alex." We both just like slowly turn towards each other and we're just like, "What the heck?" Like <laughs> it's, it's weird. Like it's it's awkward for a minute. So um, the Alexander's not like a "you're in trouble" kind of saying all of the syllables of your name. No, no, she. Uh, I'd know if I was in trouble. Like, 
It's it's not my name usually that I get if I'm in trouble. Yes, that's usually most wife to husband interactions. That's how they go. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's usually and I'm not usually your name. I'm in trouble a lot because I'm kind of an asshole. So. Wow. Well, yeah. If the shoe fits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. So. <clears throat> that was awesome. I, that was. <laughs> well done. Well done. We ain't got any more questions for you, man. Yeah. You made it through the gauntlet. You got anything for us? No, I think I asked a few things around along the way. Mm. So didn't know if anything was burning. Needed to get it off your chest. <laughs> <laughs> well, Alex, you were awesome, man. Good stuff. That was a good little part two. You yeah. gonna hang around for part three? Yeah. Sure. Are you in for part three? Yeah. You need yeah, to I go. I don't know what the hell part three is, but I'm down. Oh, you'll love it. Yeah, you'll love it. All right, guys, thanks for listening to the story time. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. As always, we love to hear your feedback. Do us a favor and go to your Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter and click that like and follow button for all your episode updates and releases. Like us at The Big Red Van Podcast on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at The Big Red Van Pod. And as always, you can just send us an old fashioned email at The Big Red Van Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and it means the world. Just share us with a friend.